Hello, hello, hello. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. Um, firstly, welcome back to Solo Powered. I'm going to kick into the little intro now in a moment, but I just wanted to apologize for disappearing after the fabulous last episode with the wonderful Fiona Griffin on the 16th of December. I had planned on coming on and um, uploading another podcast and then wishing you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Um, And then I got sick. So, and I've pretty much been sick all over Christmas. Um, I had a few days of reprieve, um, but I've been unwell and my voice was not podcast worthy Um, and it still isn't even 100% but here we are uh, giving it a go. I decided to uh, come back on today and mix things up actually for 2024 and I'm going to be posting the episodes on a Monday um, just to see how that makes a difference. Obviously this whole podcast journey for me is still fairly new and I'm like testing the waters with regards to what works well in terms of podcast uh, topics and length and days of the week etc. So yeah we're going to kick off every week with a solo powered podcast episode instead of ending a week. Um, So hopefully you guys can tune in and listen wherever you get your podcasts. If you're going for a walk, if you're driving in your car, whatever it is that you might be doing um, that uh, you want to have a little uh, podcast, listen to some nice chats between me and my wonderful guests. Um, then they will be coming out every Monday. Um, Once again, thank you to everyone who listened last year. Hopefully you will continue to listen this year. We have some really good episodes lined up. As always, I would love to hear any feedback. So by all means, feel free to contact me. Various ways you can contact me on Instagram, um, on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm fairly Googleable, Ariana Dunn. There's not that many of them in the world. Um, so do reach out and let me know any suggestions that you might have for guests and all of that. Um, would love to hear. Obviously, rating and subscribing and leaving reviews for the podcast all really help as well. Um, so my plan is to grow Solo Powered even bigger this year with you, the listeners, help. So um, thank you so much. I'm excited to kick into this first episode of the year. Uh, today, the um, today the internet is awash with Golden Globe winners beautiful people particularly some beautiful Irish men who were nominated in the categories Killian Murphy winning best actor um but it is awash with both men and women looking fabulous in varying uh, degrees of uh, fashionable labels and whatnot so I decided to kick off with this episode with the fabulous uh, Lawson Laws of Style he is one of Ireland's top um, male stylists and he has certainly forged his own solo powered journey so I really hope you enjoy the episode thank you for listening Um, sorry for disappearing on you Um, but we are back with a bang in 2024 and I'm looking forward to continuing this solo powered journey with you all enjoy the episode 
Hello and welcome to another episode of Solo Powered with me, Ariana Dunn. This is a podcast that celebrates doing things solo, whether that be solo travel, solo business, solo journey to parenthood, single by choice, solo adventure, or solo pursuits of passion. Remember, this is not about living a lonely life. This is about living the most full life on your terms. When I create this podcast, I always like to make sure I have a really good mix of different people who come on the podcast to talk about their experiences as a solo work. As my intro suggests, there's lots of different subject matters where we can find people living a fabulous solo life. I also want to make sure I have a good mix of genders and backgrounds and ages. And when I was thinking about having a fabulous, gorgeous, handsome, straight man come on to the podcast, someone who was not afraid to put himself out there, someone who was able to talk openly and um, is really interesting in the area and the field that he is in, um, of course, I thought about the fabulous Lawson Impame. Lawson is a creative director and menswear stylist that has been working in the fashion scene in Ireland for over seven years. He's worked with incredible brands such as Calvin Klein, Jean-Paul Gaultier. He's worked with magazines such as Image magazine, such as Irish Tatler. He's also worked with brands like Kildare Village and Brown Thomas. He is someone who I have seen um, in the, the, the Irish fashion scene for many a time. We've partied at many a party. Um, and so I was so delighted when he agreed to come on the podcast and talk about his endeavors as a solopreneur, um, as a single man and everything in between. So Lawson, you are so welcome on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Really, really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're it welcome. When somebody's saying like all the stuff that you've done or the work you've done. <laughs> I yeah. know, I know. It's <laughs> yeah. great. But it's great. Oh my God. There's just like, yeah. I, I left out loads of stuff. There's so much more <laughs> that you've done, which is awesome. amazing. Um, so talk to me about your sort of solo journey, solopreneur journey into the world of fashion, into the world yeah. of men's styling. You're obviously a very, very fashion conscious, <laughs> so sartorial, much. sartorial gentleman yourself. Yeah. Um, was it something that you always had a love of fashion from a young age or how did that start? Take us, take us way back there, Lawson. Uh, I'm going to take you way back. Um, so yeah, it started off, I suppose, when I was a kid. I've always been into my fashion. Like I even have photos of me because um, my mom used to. She used to have. She used to have her own clothing store. She used to make. She had tailors making suits and oh. yeah. So she wanted to be a fashion designer, you know. And then obviously ended up being a teacher, you know. And she's got married to my dad, who was a lawyer at the time. So the fashion influences are obviously there, you know. See my dad, you know, and he's a high profile lawyer, so he was wearing all the nice suits and stuff like that. You know, so it was always kind of like growing up, seeing him wear those kind of things and then have my mom on the other side making clothes, you know. So I kind of grew up around fashion always. And mom was a very stylish woman herself. You know, that's where I get it from. <laughs> so I get it from both of them, uh, but mostly from my mom. Um, but yeah, I suppose like over the years, it's, um, you know, it, I didn't really know if I wanted to get into fashion and stuff like that. You know, it was always more about like um, medicine. That's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a doctor. You know oh, what wow. I mean? So a lot of people don't actually know this. Or some people do know this. I went to school and studied pharmaceutical science. Oh, fantastic. You know? Yeah. And then uh, I was supposed to be a doctor after that to go to medicine. Um, but like towards like the third year or the fourth year, you know, that's when my friends were kind of like egging me on and being like, look, why don't you start doing a page? I've seen bloggers. That's when bloggers are a thing, <laughs> you know, um, men's, men's are bloggers or 
doing things and working with brands. And I was like, well, maybe I will. And I started doing it as a hobby, but it wasn't even anything that was even at the forefront of my mind when I started doing it. It was just one of those things I was doing as a hobby. Right. And then um, I remember one day walking by um, Louis Copeland's sons, one of my longtime clients, and like the first client that I actually had um, in, my, in, my, in my career. Yeah. And we still work together very well. And, you know, we're great friends, Louis Sr. and David, the, the general manager. Um, but yeah, I remember walking by and seeing his seatbelt on sale. And I walked into the store. And then I'm not going to delve too much into what happened, but something happened, you know, but ended up, you know, emailing David about the situation. And then he was like, look, We'll sort it out. Don't worry about it. I apologize. Actually, we see that you have a website and you write about Ninja fashion and you actually do, you know, vlog yourself. Why don't we do a collaboration together? And that's how we'd stem from that. And then, you know, we did my first ever suit. You know, I went and got a videographer, um, a student who was really good at the time. We did some amazing images, you know, and they were just blown away by like the amount of effort and, you know, and, and um, work I actually put into this. Like I almost made like a mini campaign. So that's yeah. when it kind of, that's when it was like that light bulb moment. You know what that light bulb moment people talk about? Mm. I was like, ah, I enjoy this. This, <laughs> this is good. I enjoy the process of making this thing and, you know, styling something and putting it together. Because we took one suit and we created three looks and yeah. did like three snippets of a video, you know, almost like a mini campaign, like off for, you know, and they were blown away. And then subsequently we did another one. And then that's when I really went into like the territory of like, right, I'm going to really put some work into this. When I got myself a really good cinematographer with some Sheffy. And we, the idea was, it was a four campaign and we had this super conceptual shoot where I'm like pretty much like falling, but like not really falling, but I'm wearing the suits and it's posed and it, you know, it was like title was falls here. And it was, you know, it was just incredible. And, um, that, you know, just blew up and then everybody was loving it. It was great. I actually put my own money into it, didn't have any money to put in, you know, into it, but I put my own money into it. And then from then on, I think, went to Tommy Hilfiger, I think it was, you know, that's when I started getting invited to events, to some of their events. And I was like, hey, I'd love to do a shoot and collaborate with you guys. Me thinking, like, they're not going to reply. And then, lo and behold, they replied. They said, yes. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> you know, I'm in the Tommy store picking out clothes. Uh, for a shoot like with Tommy Hilfiger like it was incredible and that's where it kind of really started from you know and wow. it's just yeah skyrocketed from there you know wow amazing and I I just love that because I think yeah. you know obviously the concept of the podcast solo powered is all about doing things solo and making sure that you kind of put yourself out there and not be afraid mm-hmm. to um to you know see what is around the corner as you kind yeah. of said and I think Irish people particularly we're kind of always you know we're always a bit embarrassed to you know make a complaint if a complaint needs to be made or to kind of yeah. like stand up for ourselves if we need to stand and we're always just a bit like oh it's grand don't worry yeah. but actually sometimes when you do that and maybe the example yeah. with regards to Louis Copeland it led you to to, yeah. to this whole new path in your life to go from yeah. you know pharmaceutical biology <laughs> medicine to yeah. you know creating campaigns and yeah. a lot of the people that I've had on the podcast have talked about how they sort of it's accidentally happened it's yeah. kind of happened just sort of like yeah. you know and that was absolutely the case for you this is the thing like I said it wasn't didn't exactly grow up in a home where creative like creativity was something that was pushed up you know I remember being really good at art, like, you know, and there used to be, you know, and I used to make draw, like drew drawings and stuff. And I used to have them in my room, do it for high school. 
but it was just never one of those things. And I think it's a, it's a cultural thing where it's like in Africa, creativity is never really seen as a job, really. It's only now it's starting to, you know, mm-hmm. parents are starting to see that, like, you know, it's a, it's a job. Like, for example, with me, my dad was super strict, you know, like he was like lawyer. And then I went and did something else to piss him off medicine and then when he decided okay right i might have a doctor in the family because all my siblings are lawyers wow then he was happy yeah and then he was like okay cool and then i turned around to him i was like no nope, fashion and i remember we actually fell out we didn't talk for for a while yeah yeah wow. so this is where i suppose the rebellious nature kind of started from and i think when once my dad was kind of like you can't do this and no 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 you need to be a doctor you want to you know spend three four years in college learning this why you you know there's no money in fashion that's when that was a spark that's when it started that's when i was like wait till i show you that i can i think that's when it kicked in and that was a spark you know right and um it's been it's been a tough road because like you know obviously not having your parents sometimes you know support you is very tough like you know especially if you like you know and even till today really my dad doesn't mean anything (laughs) my mom does and she's phenomenal she's she's all she's all aboard now the train like you know yeah it took it took some time took some it took me you know bit of work and obviously getting money in for her to see okay right there's something there and i think now she sees it even more with the creative directing stuff and then you know even like being featured in a book like the black and irish book there she's she's not starting to see it and then you know getting my first big project that are you know that i wrote directed and creative directed it on being you know in in image magazine and getting the coverage she's gonna get you know come november she now sees it all like you know she Mm -hmm. it makes sense Mm. But um, that solo journey, that's when it sparked. That's when I was like, I'm not going to be part of the, the herd. I'm going to split away from the herd and do my own thing. Be, mm. you know, be the lone wolf, you know, and do my <laughs> own thing. Really, like, yeah, no, essentially. And, like, that's, you know, I always say to people, the wolf is my uh, is my spirit animal because yeah. it can be part of a pack, but it can also do its own thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> I love it. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. And that's why I thought you'd be a great guest to come on here. Because <laughs> I think, you know, I think it, it's so important and I see it as uh, so often in my job working as a coach I see so many people coming and they have these goals and they have these dreams and often they aren't their own goals no. they're the goals that are put on them by their parents or by their partner or by mm-hmm. their society really mm-hmm. and then it's only when we actually often when I teach coaching I I, I mm-hmm. talk to my my students about how sometimes the goal isn't really the goal we have to no. sometimes look at what is actually the essence of the goal or what's behind the goal because people are so caught up in sort of you know being this perfect child or this you know following this Mm -hmm. path that has been predestined for them by their parents or by other people um so it takes a brave person and it takes a brave man and it takes a brave woman to to break out from that and to do that so you know well done and you know i'm sure it hasn't been easy but ultimately have you found (laughs) this path to happiness in terms of the work that you're doing in oh my god it's it's like you know the cliche the whole is you never work a day yeah that's it's it's like that every day and especially especially even now more and more so and i think because like i don't know something you know took a turn um probably in the last two three years there where i think that's when i started to really like peak Uh, i don't know if that's the word i want to use because i hate that word it's like what's you're not exactly peaking like whatever mm-hmm. you know there's more to your journey it's not just yeah. one big yeah. you know but i think that's when things really started to really step up because you know that's when i started getting tapped i started getting the image stuff i started getting massive brand you know and last year finishing off with Joko gautier you know and then it's just it's, it's sometimes i it's hard to believe that this is the life that i'm living like you know what i mean and 
you know, and sometimes you forget that that this is not how no it's not a normal life that other people out there live. Yeah. You know? And I think you get used to it so much because you're constantly, you know, at events or doing stuff and you know, working with these brands that you kind of get a little bit like um not like complacent, but you kind of get yeah, a little bit comfortable. It's like, oh, it's no, but it's no. Like now, I, because I've been doing a lot of work on myself, I, I see the value in, in, in all of it. And I, you know, I'm super grateful for all of it. And I don't take it for granted mm. whatsoever. Mm. And like, you know, the amount of joy brings me to be able to actually wake up and do what I love. Whereas mm. so many people don't have, you know, they don't work the jobs that they can, you know, and they're unhappy. Like, and you can see it, like, you know, mm. they're breaking up, grinding in and out, in and out. But, you know, sometimes taking the step and taking the leap of faith will lead to the happiness, you know, and that's what I did. Now, like I say, wasn't an easy job. You know, there was three or four years there where I was working, doing collaborations that nobody knows about, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna but I'm gonna say it out there because that's what happened. But I wasn't making any money. I was yeah. putting all my own money in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like shoots myself, funding mm-hmm. myself. And like I was actually supposed to open a clothing store when I left college. I had fifteen grand saved. Tried to get money from the banks, couldn't get banks. And money from the banks, loans, or anything. It just didn't happen. Now I know, obviously, that's that wasn't the path I was supposed to be on. But I was supposed to open up a men's wear boutique store here in, in Dublin, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it didn't work out. So all that money up until through, through, through three years was money I was using. Wow. So it wasn't easy. Don't get me wrong, you know, and I know. But also, again, that's also part of the journey. There's, a less, there's lessons in there I was supposed to learn and things I was supposed to learn. Um, but yeah, it's brought me to this. I suppose, face well, it joy. is. It is. You know, it is. It's interesting because, like, um, you, I, I, like I worked in London. I have quite a lot of mm. friends who work in the fashion industry. I have a lot of friends who are stylists and a lot of friends who work in magazines and, yeah. and a lot, a lot of friends who worked for free, who worked for nothing, who yeah. worked their ass off, who yeah. you know, were working on, on shoots and working as assistants yeah. and working on this. And, you know, like we're really having to work, you know, two or three other jobs yeah. just to put food on the table yeah. um, to do this. So it's so impressive because it's, you know, it really shows the passion and the love that people have mm. for, the, for, for the, for the industry or the worker that yeah. the, the, the desire that they have but also you know i mentioned before we we press record mm. we've got the irish maid awards which are happening yeah. um and in in the irish country magazine on thursday we have you know so many p- businesses who are coming who are mm. startups and yeah. who are people who have had an idea and who have to invest a lot of their own money yeah. And potentially, you know, get funding from family, from friends, yeah. from investors, you know, from the bank if they're lucky to get it. But they're buying yeah. products. They're putting products out there. Like yeah. the interesting thing with you is that you are your brand. You are yeah. your product. So yeah. you are what you invested in. Yeah. You invested in yourself, which Absolutely. is a brilliant thing to be able to do is to have had that money in the and to be able to. And this is what I always say to my coaching clients. It's a brilliant investment in your self and people mm. very rarely back themselves or very rarely yeah. you know would put money where their mouth is and, yeah. you, and again commend you because yeah. you, 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 know, <laughs> you did that yeah. um which is i suppose the other way of looking at because you know initially you were kind of like i will yeah. say this people don't know but actually yeah. it's like no no i will say this, yeah. because this is what <laughs> I, I did i know i invested yeah. in myself put my money where my mouth is and this is Absolutely, where i am now yeah. you know yeah, no, I like the perspective that you gave there because I never actually looked at it that way. I never looked at it as like, well, I suppose I knew I was investing myself, but I never really looked at it that way. That makes that makes sense. Mm. Um, I was kind of like, it was just more like, how much is the, you know, I was like, how, how happy do I want to be? If I go do what my parents want, am I going to be actually happy? And I think that's that, that was, that's always been the 
thing that's been always on my mind because mm. like like I said with my dad it was you know I left like I'm like <laughs> I'm gonna, people are gonna be like why I left a multi-million deal where I was gonna be the head of a pharmaceutical company he was gonna set up wow. and I told him no to, so like you know what I mean that, that makes no sense to anybody I say this They're like what you left a multi-million deal where you're gonna make millions because you want to go be happy what that, what you know what i mean what the, what but well, that money, makes that doesn't that doesn't not that does not make not sense to me that makes absolute <laughs> sense to me money know, does not like, equal happiness you know yeah, it, it, but, yeah. So, like don't get me wrong i do think about it sometimes <laughs> <laughs> but also you know there's no reason why you can't back yourself and believe that you mm-hmm. will go on and create your own millions and create your own exactly. empire and you know like exactly. if if that is something that you that you was there for you uh, mm-hmm. sort of on a plate there's mm-hmm. there's also kind of no joy in that really because it's exactly. like you know you have to want to feel like you've worked for it and yeah. that you have um you know put up put your passion and put your belief and put your expertise into it and if that wasn't something yeah. that you were getting um then you know like my dad used to say to me um you know ariana you know one day make sure you marry a millionaire and i was and i used to turn <laughs> to him and i'd be like dad i'm gonna be the millionaire yeah. like you know exactly, like yeah. like People exactly, are going to be yeah. like, it's not, I'm not going to be <laughs> marrying the millionaire, you know, what are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? Um, yeah. So I probably, I probably won't ever be a millionaire, you know, who knows, but I, I'm, no. I'm saying I probably won't ever be because I don't really want to be. That's no, not what, that's not what my measurement of success yeah. is. You know, my measurement yeah. of success yeah. is exactly like you said, the freedom to yeah. do things that make you happy, bring you joy, help other mm-hmm. people and are in mm-hmm. an industry that you love. Right. And that's, that's, that's ultimately what it's all about. Take me back Absolutely, though, because yeah. I'm interested in your like where you where, where you kind of grew up, like where 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 your kind of your heritage is from. You talked about being part yeah. of the Black and Irish book and all of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So talk to me a little bit about that as well. So I was born in Zimbabwe, and then we moved um, like to Ireland in 2008, and then like I've uh, just been here since then. Um, so kind of so, so it's it's weird because I spent half my life there. I'm 30 now, so I spent half my life there, half my life here. Right. Um, but, you know, so obviously I've grown around like Ireland and, you know, grew up around Irish culture and stuff like that. I consider myself Irish through and through, you know, and it's something I actually talk about in the book. But, you know, that like sometimes no matter how much you actually think you consider yourself Irish, you know, in the times we're living in, especially now in 2023, which is a little bit weird with the anti-immigration stuff, uh, it, it, you know, it, you, you do get the odd person who's always kind of like, oh, well, where are you really from? Or, yes. You know, but sure, you know, if you say, oh, I'm from Dublin, they're like, yeah, but like, where are you really from? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like, I'm from Dublin, I'm Irish. Like, they're like, yeah. yeah, but like, where are your parents from? You know, that kind of thing. So, which I always find funny because, you know, you get other people who you say, yeah, I'm from Dublin. Yeah. That's it. You, yeah. And, you know, or where, you know, I've say to them, oh, I'm from Zimbabwe. They're like, yeah, but like, where did you grow up? I'm like, I grew up here. And they're like, yeah, so then you're Irish. And why are you saying you're from? So it's always weird, mm. you know, you get, mm. you know, one half that are like that, another half that are like that, you know. But, you know, I will say, I will say, Lawson, like, you know, I'm 41. I'm 11 yeah. years old. For me growing up, there was very few people of color living in Ireland. Yeah. Left, you no, know, like yeah. very few. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like. It was it was something that you know we were in the eighties. We didn't have yeah. enough lot of, of of immigration. You know, we yeah. were in recession. We were not a good place to live. So people didn't yeah. really want to come <laughs> here and live here. You know, yeah. um. So like it's 
for me, I I love seeing the, yeah. the diversity and the vibrancy yeah. that exists now in Ireland. And I love seeing, you know, I live in Lucan and there's lots of different yeah. people from so many different cultures. In my building alone, you know, there's yeah. Spanish and Polish and Ukrainian and Russian yeah. and Estonian and Argentinian. And like, you know, it's 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 vibrant, it's exciting to to, yeah. to see that. Um, mm. but it is something that's still kind of relatively new here in a way. Yeah, you know? no, absolutely. Um, yeah. And that's why that's a conversation I always have with my friends, you know, when we're, we're talking about like race and stuff, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm always, I always compare Ireland to, to UK because that's obviously right next door. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, you have to, you have to give it to, like, to Ireland where, where we're at in terms of stuff like that. Like, you know, it's, it's only a few, few, few bad apples. And yeah, you might have, you know, the underlying systemic racism that happens or, you know, the small, you know, microaggressions or whatever, but it's not, it's not as bad as like in the UK where like they literally had slaves. They, um, they had slaves. That that was their business. You know what I mean? Mm. And like you look at, you know, the police over there, the, the, you know, the stuff that happens there and you compare it to here, like, you know, now nah, that being said, you know, my, my, my experience is obviously very different from other people, you know, mm. and I also touched on that in the book. I, for whatever reason, I haven't really experienced racism to that extent. You know, you get the odd person here and there. I don't know what it is. You know, um, I just never really have experienced it, you know, that much. And I always find it funny because it's like, it's almost as if like, you know, when, when you dress nice and stuff like that, they don't really, I don't know, they don't get bothered by police. I don't know. It's yeah. a weird one. I mean, because it's on the other hand, my brother dresses in tracksuit bottoms and he used to always get like, you know, stopped by police. So I don't know. We had like two different Right. you know experiences with police and he you know he has his opinions about them and i'm like well i haven't really experienced it you know what i mean <laughs> but he's experienced what he's experienced and i can't take away from that no and you know so it's always interesting seeing that and it seeing is interesting people. that i think as well just what you're saying about the uk and i lived in the uk and oh my god yeah. and you know when you look at america and you look at so many mm. countries that um i think you know we we have that whole no dogs no blacks no irish yeah, you know uh exactly. kind of like uh trope or whatever that kind mm. of existed with that um i mean i think it's you know obviously you mentioned your father being a successful lawyer mm. your mother being a teacher you know a lot of of people come to this country maybe entering into direct direct yeah. provision and maybe, you know, having yeah. that yeah. experience and having that sort of maybe different experience of that yeah. which i'm assuming wasn't your experience, no, there was right? no experience yeah so like i mean potentially there's like a different narrative maybe in the same yeah. way, in the same way that maybe there is a different narrative when people tr- how tr- people p- people treat people from the north side versus the side side exactly of yeah which is something i actually like you know grew up like knowing because i grew up in castle Lock, mm-hmm. you know and um i was supposed to go to the private school here <clears throat> sorry i think i lost you there can you hear me Ooh. yeah you're here yeah oh cool um so yeah so i grew up in castle Lock, like and like you know i was supposed to go to private school here didn't for whatever reason didn't get a spot didn't get a spot in Hudson community college and i ended up going to school in cbs western Row in town so I grew up with all my mates from being from Ringsend, from the flats. So it was a weird uh, dynamic growing up in a weird situation, growing up, living in an entire like Castanoc, in a posh area, which I knew very well was, you know, posh. You know, and me coming from, like, private schools in Zimbabwe and, like, you know, coming from, like, um, you know, like, the higher, you know, like, that kind of, like, life. Um, and then going to school with people who were from Ringsend, you know, most yeah. of them, their family all third, fourth generation doll. And that's when I started to see the whole South North thing and like, you know, learning about all these things and like the, the weird classes thing. So I think to a certain extent, that's probably, I'm not saying that's why, but like to a certain extent, maybe that's why, you know, I never really got, 
you know, like the guards stopping yeah. me as much or whatever. You're, you're in Kasanov, maybe you're not in Ongo or you're not in oh. Talo or you're not in Thinglos, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, when they do see me, maybe I'm not wearing, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with tracks, tracks but I'm not wearing those, those type of clothes. But, yeah. that's, that's, but that's what I'm saying, though. That's, that's from my own experience, that's literally it. So yeah. why I remember one time, the one time I did actually wear a tracksuit, this is the one time I did get in a weird encounter with the guards. So it's like a weird... So yeah. like in my mind, I'm like, oh wait, what is this? What's you know what's happening here? Like, well, you know, that's this- interesting, mm-hmm. Lawson, because do you think then that there was some part of your subconscious mind that um, became interested in fashion? And because you know, obviously, your job now is in mm-hmm. the world of fashion, is in the world of looking good, dressing well, yeah. and obviously, your job as well as a menswear stylist, you mm-hmm. you obviously as part of your job try to impart the importance of dressing yeah. well onto another person and how that yeah. brings confidence in, yeah. in and, and I'm sure many other things but yeah. really it's all about perception it's about how people perceive Absolutely. you right yeah. yeah I think not even subconsciously yeah subconsciously and consciously like it's there were all things that were done um that I knew I was doing like you know like I say like I went to private schools where when we grew up we were you know I was in even primary school we used to wear blazers and we used to have ties the whole lot you used to see like very preppy like you know yeah. and like even when to second school it was boarding school you know, the superintendent was teaching us how to be men, how to dress like gentlemen. So it was always there in the back of my mind. So so even if you look at my Instagram and you look at way back when I started, I used to start off wearing a lot of suits. That's all I used to wear. Every time you'd see me, I'll be in a suit, mm. you know. So it was all done very consciously. And I knew exactly what I was doing at the time mm. because I knew, obviously, you know, the suits is the gentleman's armor, so, you know. So it's, it's the quintessential gentleman's... Uh, you know piece of clothing so it's like again it's like I say you're going to be perceived a certain way you know mm-hmm. you can walk in a room and there's you know there's a bit of presence when you, when you see a guy in a well-tailored suit mm-hmm. that's worth a couple grand you know what I mean like, shout out to Louis Copeland <laughs> yeah. suits. Um, but yeah it's it's definitely would you know was a conscious thing that I did because I knew when I walked into a room I'm going to be perceived a little bit differently or they're going to look at me a little bit differently. And, and you absolutely, you, you absolutely, that, you know? yeah, and you absolutely were, you know, when I see saw you back then <laughs> walking to a room, you know, in the suit, you'd be like, oh, look at, you know, look at this guy, he's looking sharp. He, exactly. His respect for himself, his respect for the situation, yeah. you know, the, the 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 room that he's entering into, he has respect for that too because he's appreciating mm-hmm. that, you know, he's put, put effort into how he looks, right? Mm-hmm. He's not just showing up in yeah. any old way. But I worked in media for many, many years. I used to work in the Irish Daily Mail, the Mail on Sunday. Our boss there at the time, Paul Henderson, he's still there. He was very big on the the guys on my on the team on the sales yeah. wearing suits you know so they'd be like Lord yeah. and Carl and then they'd yeah. all be wearing their you know their beautiful three piece tailored suits yeah and they Amazing. always had different Love ones that, yeah. and they always had like lovely ties and yeah. you know we the girls you know we had to wear dresses I mean it was kind of <laughs> yeah. crazy when you look at it now yeah. right but it was well, like that was we had to show and perceive yeah. to the world and to our clients yeah. air even though a lot of our colleagues a lot of our people in the other in our competitors weren't necessarily yeah, weren't dressing that way it was yeah. like that's how we were perceived you know yeah but there's a reason why though there's a psychology to it like and there's because like as human beings that's the first thing you do and as much as we want to say we, we don't do that we do that's the first thing you do you see somebody you know and like you know, there's the psychology behind it. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure they've done studies over about this. Um, but when you're dressed really well, you know, well groomed and everything, you're more likely to, you know, 
to to come out and perspective and people were more likely to take it seriously and you know they're more likely to engage with you and you know there's all these things that happen with that like and i found that when i was when i started in, in those first four three four years it made it so much easier like i mean it made it super easy like and you know and don't get me wrong i love wearing the suits as well like, like i say it wasn't just a case of me trying to put on a, a, a facade or a persona or anything no i love to love the suits like i say like my you know my dad was you know used to always wear them you know and i grew up seeing that and like that you know to me was like a sign of you know like i suppose status or whatever you want to call it mm. you know and then again growing up in schools where they were teaching us you know to wear blazers and like you know we're wearing all those things so it was always something that was always there like you know mm-hmm. um but yeah i just found it it just made things a lot more easier and then i slowly started started to transition into other you know styles street style and stuff like that and then really starting to find my own personal style and my own unique style which you know brings me to today like you know mm-hmm. and i mean do you think as well though like that there is because you know for me there would need to be an awful lot of confidence in a man mm-hmm. to go to an event like that wearing a three-piece suit when the majority <laughs> of his peers yeah. are probably not so there is a certain confidence but there could also be the argument that actually that three-piece suit is protecting you from yeah. from maybe you know negative eyes or from yeah. one kind of going you know what is who is that guy and what's he doing yeah. here? or you know you you yeah. talked before about sort of you know in the world of fashion oftentimes you're the only black straight man in that world yeah. because it's a lot more of the the you know the the white gay men who yeah. kind of like are in that world and so there is that idea of being a solo pirate person within mm in the room but also with your industry as well mm. i mean you know what talk to me a little bit about that kind of concept of of being confident to wear of but then is it is it an armor in your case um yeah i think well yeah there's, a, there's you obviously you have to have a level, level of confidence because if you don't wear it and if you're not confident people spot that very quickly yes you know and like i've, I've been i've always been lucky enough to you know when i wear something i'm quite confident in something you know and because because one i wear it for myself i don't really wear it for anybody else but yeah to a certain extent yeah it was a bit of like a like an armor to to, to an extent one so i can stand out because yeah. it's like conversation started well who's this kid who's yeah. this random like black younger because fresh face in here but in a three-piece suit but looks really good conversation started they're going to know who you are even if they don't come talk to you they're going to ask their peers around them who is this kid who is he yeah. like what like you know and then they'll start talking about you and, you know and then two, it's like, you know, again, you're in a well-tailored suit. You can't really say anything, you know, bad about the person. Yeah. And I think three, as you say, there's a level of confidence of you showing up to <laughs> in a suit to an event where everyone else is very casual yeah. and, you know, making it your thing. Um, so I kind of use it to, as, like I say, as, uh, as an armor uh, yeah. to a certain extent. Yeah. You yeah. know, one, to stand out, two, to, to kind of just not blend in, because I don't want to blend in. If you yeah. blend in, then... There was no like how would I stand out from everybody else from the pack? You know what I mean? If I'm wearing casual clothes, that was my way of standing out. Yeah. You know, and it was a conversation starter. And it was like became a thing where it's like, oh, Lawson's always well dressed in a suit or in some sort of sartorial style or whatever. And that became a thing three years, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, it was you're still forging your part, you're still trying to find your, you know, your way and in a in a, in a room where you're probably you're the only black person there like you know at events and stuff like that mm-hmm. um so yeah it was just a way of just me standing out and forging my own path and just making sure i don't, I don't blend in yeah i'm recognized and even afterwards i leave a mark in, in people's minds of well who's, who's that guy who's in the suit yeah we need to find out who he is we need to get him back and also, and also i suppose you know you touched on sort of sometimes being the only the only black 
guy in the room, but also mm-hmm. you stop being the only black guy in the room and you become the guy in the suit in the room. Yeah, exactly. So you yeah. become not defined by... Yeah, your... Defined by that, exactly. By the exactly. Color. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. 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 Um, and then, you know, speaking of of standing in, because I, I do want to kind of go back to the kind of your day to day with the work and stuff like that that you're doing. But while we're on this kind of vein, sort of speaking of standing out and looking good and, you know, all of those kind of things. I, I know you were uh, a fellow uh, guest on the first date Ireland, like I was, yeah. like Smith was, <laughs> you know, we talk about here about, you know, relationship status mm. and, you know, the different ways in which we can all live our lives now, mm. uh, either being single, being happily single, mm you know you know not necessarily going down a relationship escalator you know yeah. there's there's lots of ways in which people now live their lives in polyamories and triples yeah. and having babies on their own and you know yeah. i think it's just an interesting kind of conversation so yeah. you know where do you sit on all of that how what's your what's your <laughs> situation Austin? my situation at the moment is that i'm single uh, yeah. not by choice really because like my, my ex broke up with me um, last year which is you know difficult because um, I don't know if I should, yeah, do you know what? I'll tell the story. Fuck it. Because <laughs> um, my mom got sick, really sick last year, and I've been looking after her. If you don't know, this this is the first time I've probably spoken about this completely. So oh. um, no one knows about this, like, but she's gotten really sick, and I look after her for time. You know, oh. so it kind of made the relationship a little bit hard. You know, I don't blame the girl. It, it's not easy to be in the situation, like, you know, and she, she decided it wasn't for her, and that's fine. Um, so it's obviously made relationships a little bit hard because, yeah. again, you know, you're looking after your mom, you're with mm. her, you know, half the time, you know, we take turns, me and my brother look after her. Mm. Um, but it, yeah, it makes things a little bit harder. And I think this, for the first time, I've actually had to like really sit down and actually think about, you know, relationships and marriage. And, you know, it's actually something I want to do. It's just something I want because that's what society says. Is she something you should have or it's something I want because I'm seeing the, the couples on, on holidays together, you know, and, you know, and all this stuff. And I've, you know, funny enough, actually, I've been chatting to people about solo traveling because I've never done it before. And now I'm like, oh, okay, I don't exactly have somebody to go with. So I'm going to have to go on a solo travel um, date with myself or whatever. So it's all these things that I've had to start thinking about that I never used to think about. And, you know, one, trying to be comfortable with the idea of having to do it because one, it's daunting. You know, the the, 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 the most I've ever done is like, a, you know, a solo date or a solo cinema. You know, I've never traveled to a different country on my own, you know, um, and, you know, yeah. So like, it's all these things I have to start considering and thinking about and. Well, I think that's what's so exciting, though, because I mean, oh, my God, Lawson, you are going to love it, (laughs) like so traveling. And I, you know, please listen to my episodes of this podcast because I talk an awful lot about it. And, you know, I recently just came back from Stockholm. I went to Stockholm by myself for a weekend. Absolutely loved it. Obviously, I solo traveled all around Europe last year with my little dog, Molly. Like it is I mean, I was in Stockholm. I was making friends with everybody. I know all the bars, members, the cocktail bars. <laughs> yeah. I went to a burlesque night and, you know, a burlesque wow. in a cabaret. I had a seven course tasting menu in this beautiful tasting menu restaurant. Like, yeah. you know, and you, you're just so free to just do I, where do yeah. I want to go? Who do I want to talk to? Yeah. What do I want to do? You make more friends when you're on your own yeah. than you do when you're with other people. Like, absolutely it's unreal. And it's the, I, I just, whether you're single or not, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I, if, if you're in a relationship, I just recommend yeah. people going and, and experiencing what it's like to solo travel because it's honestly one of the best things that you can ever yeah. do. Um, and I would, you know, really, really encourage you to book, go somewhere <laughs> that you always wanted to go yeah. and just 
go and have I'm a gonna, ball. Like you're gonna, gonna you're gonna love it. it. Yeah. No, no, no yeah. I'm gonna do it for sure. Hundred percent. Got a few places listed there. Um. So now, well, it's just the first step. It's hard. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, you know, it's 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 when you're used to doing stuff with somebody and or used to traveling places with somebody, it's very hard to do that. But I think it's something that I'm like, yeah, I want to do. And even if whatever happens, if I get in a relationship, at least I can say I've, I've done it and I've experienced it, you know? Absolutely. And to see what it's like, you know? Absolutely. And as I say, I'm a person who could talk to a wall. So who knows? I could make so many friends, you know, over there. You 100%. Know? <laughs> but look at all the opportunities yeah. that might open up. Yeah, wow, yeah. You know, when you're out exactly. there, when you're talking, you're talking about the work yeah. that you're doing. I mean, you know, the amount of opportunities that have opened up for me from conversations that I've had. Yeah. And, you know, also, like, um, thank you for sharing that about your mom. And yeah. I'm sorry, sorry to hear she's not well. But that, that in itself is like an idea that like sort of life is short and mm. we do have to, you know, we don't know what's going around the brand around Absolutely. the corner. And our yeah. health is so important. And, yeah. you know, there is so much of the world to see. And, yeah. you know, uh, you know, I'm sorry that you that your, your relationship ended. But at the same yeah. time, it's always looking at the positive and kind of thinking this is an opportunity now for you to kind of yeah. maybe, as you say, work on yourself and figure yeah. What you want and what your future looks like yeah. um because you know the most important woman in your life right now is is your mom and that's absolutely that's fantastic yeah. you know yeah um but oh i'm excited for you look at me i'm like i'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like yeah. in my head i'm just imagining you like wherever you are sitting at a bar in your nice suit yeah. like chatting to <laughs> new fabulous people it's going to be yeah. amazing um no, i'm excited yeah and tell me, so just in terms of your, like the day-to-day sort of creative menswear stuff. So if anyone's listening mm. to this and they kind of maybe want to work with you, maybe, you know, tell yeah. me how, how does, what is your kind of, what is your day-to-day? I know you recently, you know, doing a lot of creative director work yeah. and, and sort of creating concepts and, you know, working on campaigns, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Are you still doing kind of styling, like individual styling for, for or is it, is it, are you yeah. doing anything like that as well? Um, yeah, I'm still doing individual styling, actually. Um, I actually did a, 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 a styling session with one of my good friends, Owen, um, like a month ago, and like completely changed his life, you know. Yes. Dude is, is, he's killing it on Tinder. He's <laughs> 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 killing it. Um, but no, I'm actually I'm actually doing it. And you know what? He's he's been, he's been egging me on again. To, to, he's like, why don't you do it? Even take on a few clients once, a, you know, once a month or whatever, or, you know, maybe three, four clients a month. So it is something I'm actually considering. Um, I just need to obviously work out the, the you know the, the logistics of everything and get a website done and the whole lot. But yeah, I'm considering actually taking back on like clients and doing personal styling and stuff like that. Specific, you know, for for a specific group of men and stuff like that, you know, um, who really needed that kind of thing. So it's something I'm actually really considering doing. Um, good. And, good. Uh, but do you I'm know what? Like, open. I have so many business yeah. ideas, uh, lost, and I, 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 I know what <laughs> I do. I'm, I have, I have yeah. so many ideas, and I can't do them all. I don't. This do, is the problem. I already yeah. do so much, and I. But I, I have this idea yeah. that, like, I would love to collaborate. Maybe someone yeah. that I can collaborate. But there's the amount of guys on Tinder or Hinge, yeah. or whatever, who put up like the worst pictures of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> like he put up the worst descriptions of themselves <laughs> and you're thinking and like you're just I'm just looking at going like no no this person yeah. needs some kind of a somebody to take him by the hands and say like yeah here's, here's some nice pictures of yourself here's what you need to wear yeah here's what you need to say and your your success rate on tinder mm. will improve yeah. by x amount right so yeah. um Hey, so, maybe let's have a conversation about this after. after I, the think, call. I think so. I'm <laughs> telling you. Yeah. Because you know what? You also there. have 
as a, a pool of clients, yeah. right? There, you know where they <laughs> yeah. are. They're on yeah. Tinder. You just yeah. have to message them and Absolutely, be like, hey, yeah. dude, you interested yeah. in some, you know, one-to-one help? I mean, I'm yeah. telling you, there is yeah, 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 yeah. opportunity there mm, for That's sure. actually interesting. Yeah, let's maybe have a conversation about this after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Went on the podcast first time, came back. Yeah, with exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But um, yeah. the, the, so the, so the other stuff that you're doing then in terms of the creative director, or talk us, talk to us a little bit about that. What is your kind of work involved in that, in that way? Mm. So the creative director stuff, um, of it's, it's it's something I've always kind of done when I was working, you know, before as an influencer or whatever you want to call it. Like, but it was just it was more me being in front of the camera rather than being behind it. So every other any of those shoots or any of those things that you, the, the brand stuff that I did it before, you know, especially like the you know, like the the massive ones or like the, the Brown Thomas of the fields or you know, the Sean Paul Gaultier, it's like, I would still sit down and do the same process I do right now, put up a deck together, you know, pre-production planning off that, you know, location scouting, you know, you know, and then on the day you're directing, but you're also directing with, working with the photographer and the videographer, you know, get the team together, like the whole lot. Um, but now obviously I'm doing it on a massive scale. Um, for, for, I'm behind the camera now, still doing the same thing, but solely as a, creative director director and a writer so i'll write the concepts you know um from scratch and it could be anything it could be a beauty campaign it could be fitness it could be fashion it could be anything completely and what i'll do then is i'll put the put a deck together and then put the team together and then i'll either pitch to the client or if it's a if you know like the thing that we did um a while back there that's going to be an image magazine you know we'll it's a passion project we'll do it and then and then try to find somebody who will take it on afterwards, that kind of thing. Like, um, but I'm loving doing that. You know, I did that call my client perfume ad there. We did the massive shoot that's going to be out in, 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 in Image Magazine on the 9th of November. And now I have like four other projects that I've written, beauty campaign that's phenomenal. It's all the pro-aging and aging with grace. You know, it's going to feature, I feel like a, a, a group of women that has never been like, you know, you never see really in, in the beauty industry, you know, women are in their sixties, you know what I mean? You never see them, uh, mm-hmm. you know. We did, we had Kathy O'Connor like on, Kathy O'Connor was on the podcast. We talked about this whole women unbranded and how, you know, women are, are of that age aren't represented. Sorry, I think I lost you there. <laughs> no, I was saying I had Kathy O'Connor on the podcast. Uh, yes. Yes, uh, talking about women unbranded yeah, yeah. and talking about that whole kind of idea of like women so, being represented. Yeah. That's actually what sparked it because I remember seeing, I think it was Ruth O'Connor who did the piece with Kathy Connor and a few other ones. That's what sparked the whole thing. And I was like, straight away, I was like, light bulb, started writing the, the you know, the, 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 the campaign like, and it's, it looks phenomenal. And yeah, I'm trying to get somebody to take it on. And I think we will. And then um, again, yeah, I have another fashion one that I just literally wrote yesterday. I was in the shower. And then it came to me in the shower and I was like, right, I'm going to come out. <laughs> literally, But this is the thing. Some of them, it takes me ages to write. They could take ages. And then some of them, it's literally like five minutes done. I literally took a shower yesterday. Five minutes came out, wrote this on my phone, went on Pinterest, spent about 30 minutes, found all the images I wanted to find. And I had a deck done, fully like nice deck, like decent deck done within an hour. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nice. And then... Whereas like the fit the, the the fitness one that took me two months to write like you know what I mean <laughs> you know it's just it's just it's funny because well it's you know like what the creative process I yeah 
I talk to people. I I say I have a shower. Like I have a shower every day, and yeah. I wash my hair every day. And like you know, you know, the yeah. girls are always like, I wash my hair <laughs> yeah. like on a, once or fr- like one Friday yeah. a week or whatever. I I wash my hair every day because I need every to day. have the water falling over my my head. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it actually like wakes me up and invigorates no me. No way. Yeah, but also my most best thoughts as when I worked yeah. in creative advertising, I worked in creative for yeah. many many years. All my thoughts came in the shower always like no yeah because That's i think incredible. it's it's a, it's a meditative isolating process having yeah. a unless sometimes when it's not but most of the time it's a meditative isolating process where you know you're kind of things that you wash over you so to speak um and and that's when my ideas come so i'm i'm telling you for all those people it's not just me then okay no 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 absolutely no (laughs) they all my best ideas come when i'm having a shower i don't know why it just it just seems to happen that way so it must be something to do with water maybe or it's because i know like water is calming and it's it houses like calming effects or whatever it is yeah. maybe it's the water or maybe yeah, yeah. Would maybe we say it's the washing down or, yeah you know, it, or washing down or something it's, yeah it's that, or it's just that time that you have undistracted not distracted yeah. no, no distractions as well and yeah you can be you can be i've thought of multi-million pound advertising oh i'm glad you know i'm not the only one okay that's amazing right. that's that's yeah, yeah. That, that's that's phenomenal i love that i love that i absolutely love that um, but that sounds amazing and like yeah. wow like so incredible and you know like a lot of people will fight against the system they will fight against mm. par- parents they will fight against pressure and they will say i want to do something and so rarely mm. will it all, will it actually come to fruition so rarely yeah. will it actually you know end in a positive outcome you know yeah. it, it, it it doesn't always end like that and oh no absolutely you've, yeah you've, you've managed to you know forge this path for yourself and work with mm. some incredible brands and continuing to see that star rising as i say you're only 30 and there's so much more to go for it which is really really exciting um oh, I lost you there i was just you're there now again yeah are you Sorry, back? i lost you no, I was just Ooh. saying it's your only 30 and it's so exciting to see. <laughs> Sorry, I lost you there. Oh, it's the signal. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. No, what were you saying? Fine. Sorry. You're you're still on you're still it's still paused. You're still you you were still paused. Paused. You were still frozen, I mean. Uh I'm just, I don't know what's going on. Okay. No, I was just saying you're only 30. It's so exciting to see. I was just kind of doing a wrap up I was saying you're only 30. It's so exciting oh, cool, yeah. to see sort of where your star is going to continue to go and where your star is going to continue to rise is yeah as you as you kind of um you know continue on this journey and on this path and you know forging new correction new connections with every campaign that you do yeah it's another opportunity for you to showcase that work and then yeah you know, that goes on to the next thing and the next thing yeah. so um it's uh it's really, really exciting. And I'm, you know, really happy that you came on the podcast and that we had this big chat. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. It's been so lovely. We went on, no, no, we no, went down loads of different roads with this, <laughs> no. but it was an interesting, interesting no, no, really solo, solopreneurism. And hopefully yeah. I've converted another person to go on a solo travel trip now after this as well. No, you definitely have. I'm 100%. Cause you know what? I'm going to bite the bullet and do it. Like, like, like I said, um, November, when this comes out, I'm going to need to celebrate. So, booking a trip. absolutely amazing and you know what when you do (laughs) when you do loss and tag me i've had a few people already i've had a few people tag me on instagram when they've gone like solo travel solo trip you know at ask ariana john hashtag solo power and i'm like yeah 
no, no, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm yes. definitely gonna gonna tag in and and we'll send you all the photos and, and make you jealous of all my food and like all, <laughs> you know, all the friends yeah. I'm making over there. But no, honestly, this has been phenomenal. I really enjoyed this. Um, it's just nice, I think, just to even have a chat about like the journey and like sometimes again, like I say, you forget, and I think uh, you forget how far I've come and the amount of work you've had to put in. Yeah. and where you headed and like yeah so it's, it was really nice to have a chat about that and just to to bring myself back then and be like hey you got this bro you got this yeah, you know absolutely you got <laughs> no, this you, so you got this no thank you so much it's been no. so great and um it's been really inspiring and i'm sure anyone who's listened to this who wants to kind of go and forge their own part path and you know do things that they want to do in life without fear of recrimination or fear of you know um somebody telling them that they can't do something um you know you are one of those success stories that hopefully will inspire people to know that they can make a go of it if they really want to yeah hopefully thank you thank you so much no no problem Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Actually, no, Lawson, before I wrap up, I keep forgetting this. Where can people find you? Oh, they can find me on Instagram uh, at lawsofstyle underscore. Uh, But laws of style usually comes up or Lawson usually comes up. Okay, Um, laws of style underscore. Laws of style underscore on Instagram. Okay, Lawson usually comes up. It's funny enough that it actually does, but it does even though there's a few lessons out there. (laughs) Amazing. Okay, brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.